Hello and welcome to SW The Pulse podcast. I'm Cherry Raynard and with me today is Sam Pham, investment strategist at Smith & Williamson, to discuss the recent UK GDP data and what it means for UK equities. Welcome, Sam. Now, August has a few anniversaries in British history, such as the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower's departure from Southampton. Uh, but this August may go down for a different date, 12th of August, when we had some pretty disastrous economic data. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So um, this was the day that the UK reported a uh, record non-annualized 24, uh, 20.4% real GDP decline, um, which is the second quarter of 2020. Um, this happened because of the government lockdowns to limit the spread of the coronavirus. So economic activity came into a halt. And this indeed was the worst decline on record. Uh, and from this data, we make four observations. Um, the first is that the previous worst decline, uh, which is which was minus 12.2%, occurred during the third quarter of the 1921 recession, as the country struggled in its transition to um, a peacetime economy from the First World War and from the Spanish flu influenza that lasted until 20, uh, 1920. The second observation to us is that the GDP has fallen to a level last seen in 2002. So effectively, this erased 18 years of economic growth. Third, the fall was four times deeper and six times faster than the fall that we saw in the global financial crisis in 07-09. And finally, the quarterly GDP decline was more than twice that of the U.S., and worse than all other EU member states. Um, now, I'm assuming that everyone knew things would be pretty bad. Um, was this worse than people were expecting? Uh, to some extent, yes. Um, the UK's poor relative economic underperformance was largely due to um, the fact that we had a slightly longer uh, durations of the lockdown, um, which was necessitated by... Uh, our very densely populated country and the uh, the fact that the initial response of the government to the COVID-19 situation was slightly um, slower. Uh, for instance, non-essential shops closed for 84 days in the UK uh, compared to 30 days in Germany, 55 days in Italy and 58 days in France. Okay. And from here, how is the future looking? Uh, people are talking about a lot of letters, V-shaped, L-shaped, W-shaped. I mean, what are your assumptions looking forward? Um, so we are right now in the in, in, uh, in end of August, beginning of September. So the second quarter of uh, uh, GDP data, which covers um, March to June, is now history. Um, what we have seen is that many lockdown measures have been lifted. And the most recent monthly data from the UK showed an 8.7% real GDP rise in June, uh, which was an, an, an very, a very encouraging sign that the economy is moving towards the right direction. Uh, the Bank of England ex expects GDP growth to be only 5% below level a year ago by the fourth quarter. There, are, there is so much uncertainty with the future, uh, but at least the data uh, is coming out positively uh, from the worst recession in history. Yeah, and, and there, there have obviously been a lot of stimulus measures. You know, the government has 
thrown everything it can at the economy. Um, is there a danger that this stronger growth kind of evaporates once those measures are, are progressively withdrawn? This is a very good question and uh, definitely topical and fun of mine um, at the investment strategies desk. Uh, obviously, there is evidence that the stimulative policy actions are feeding through the economy, and particularly the important residential property sector, one of the uh, sectors that was worst hit by the COVID-19 situation. Uh, so Chancellor Rishi Sunak's decision to raise the stamp duty threshold from once 25,000 to 500,000 has seen a record number of new home buyers uh, um, inquiries in July. Um, and in addition, we also have had the Eat Out to Help Out scheme, which offers 50% off for people uh, who eat out from Monday to Wednesday in the month of August. Uh, this also provided a much needed boost for restaurants. Uh, and, the, and there is evidence, right? We high frequency data from open table uh, restaurant booking app shows that restaurant bookings have fully recovered to the same levels uh, last year. A very quick turnaround given that the shops were pretty much closed uh, when the lockdown was uh, was imposed a few few months ago. There is a danger that um, this could evaporate when the measures are withdrawn, but we do believe that the measures are only withdrawn, i.e. the governments will with, with, withdraw some of these measures if the uh, COVID-19 sit, uh, situation improves. Okay, and the... Um UK equities have been really unloved through this period and actually in recent years as well. What what does this all mean for the UK stock market? So as as thing, things uh, currently stand, a recovering UK economy is being reflected in higher projections of company earnings. Um, the consensus now forecasts plus 2% earning per share growth over the next 12 months which is a sharp reversal from a 14% uh, projected decline at the end of May. Uh, the improving fundamental backdrop has also helped lift the MSCI UK benchmark equity index by 25% from its uh, low point in March. Even after this rally, though, uh, we do think that UK stocks are still um, uh, relatively uh, cheap. The fact that it is still down 16% since the beginning of the year uh, weighed down by dividend cuts, uncertainty over Brexit, and it's um, relatively more difficult uh, coronavirus experience. Do you think they still look cheap relative to their international peers? Most definitely, um, especially to U.S. stocks, which have power ahead, um, uh, given the recent rally that we have seen. A key test uh, will be how the UK economy fares as the government reigns back to uh, reigns back the policy support for the labour market. One thing is uh, something that we already discussed uh, above. Uh, this has already started with the job retention scheme being scaled back in stages. Uh, employers will now have to pay uh, pension contributions and national insurance for fellow workers in August. Ten uh, percent of wages in September, rising to twenty percent in October. Uh, when the scheme finally ends. It is not clear how many fellow workers will uh, lose their jobs and what impacts this would have uh, on the recovery. Okay, so it's a mixed picture. Um, let's turn to the US now. Um, investors are currently focused on the election, 
But is there anything else they should be worried about? Well, most definitely. So across the pond, uh, investors have shook off the higher coronavirus new cases as well as selective uh, retightening of restrictions in many states. Um, uh, plus the start of the U.S. November election campaign where Joe Biden is currently favorite. Um, in terms of market, the S&P 500 is up over 50% from its low in March and trading close to an all-time high thanks to the dominance of the uh, big five technology companies, improving economic activity and labor data, uh, better than expected company earnings in the second quarter, hope for a future COVID-19 vaccine and a super dovish Federal Reserve have all contributed to U.S. stock uh, returns, and particularly the big tech stocks. Uh, nevertheless, similar to the U.K., given that an increasing share of personal income is made up of federal stimulus payments, uh, investors are perhaps a little complacent about the risk of a so-called um, fiscal, also known as uh, benefits cliff, that could undermine the economic recovery. Uh, a bipartisan agreement in Congress to pass the second stimulus program is widely assumed. President Trump's recent exec- executive orders to bypass Congress and provide co- coronavirus relief funding should be viewed as a uh, temporary f- um, uh, flip for the economy. And, and what happens if it's not agreed? Um, so the available cash for uh, additional unemployment insurance will only last around a month before it runs out. And it is unclear whether his plans of a payroll tax deferral, um, note note that this is not a tax cut, will encourage consumers to spend more. It is not certain whether the president's unilateral action has helped negotiations in Capitol Hill or delay them uh, as it lessened the need for urgent legislations before the holiday break. So the bottom line is that without additional government stimulus, U.S. household incomes could fall like Wally Coyote chasing the roadrunner off a cliff in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Under that scenario, the U.S. recovery could come to a, a sudden halt and put downward pressure on equities more broadly. Great. Okay, thank you, Sam, for your insights today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. All references and links spoken about in this episode can be found in the episode show notes. Please do subscribe to our show if you haven't done so already and rate and review us in the App Store. Until next time. This SW The Pulse podcast is of a general nature and is not a substitute for professional advice. No responsibility can be accepted for the consequences of any action taken or refrained from as a result of what is said. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the presenter or of Smith & Williamson or any of its affiliates. No reproduction of this podcast may be made in whole or in part for professional or recreational purposes. No action should be taken based on this podcast. and We accept no liability if we change your views on any of the subjects mentioned. Smith & Williamson Investment Management LLP, authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, registered number 580531.